You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This, this is Fifth Avenue Faceoff. Welcome back into Fifth Avenue Faceoff as we get ready for the Pens trip out west. They've got the Ducks, they've got the Kings, and then they head up north to face the Sharks of San Jose on Monday. But we start down in SoCal with Eric Stevens, who covers SoCal hockey of the NHL variety, covers both the Ducks and the Kings, joining us here on Fifth Avenue Faceoff. Eric, thanks for the time today, man. Really appreciate you doing it. No, happy to be on, Chris. I appreciate you reaching out. Thanks a lot. Yeah, and no pressure in following Gentilly in a ridiculous conversation of mascot fights, but um, you know how he gets. Uh, Anyway, uh, we know how the Ducks have been getting. Um, uh, Sean pointed it out, uh, or Eric Tangrady may have pointed it out earlier. They found some things here and there. Uh, Nice overtime win the other night in Chicago, but ultimately still a team that's on the rebuild. And I guess I'll start there. Where are the Ducks on that rebuild spectrum right now? Well, you know, I, I would say that they are pretty early on in it. Um, and and it's, it, it's funny, if you, if you go back really, you know, over the course of the year or so or to where Pat Verbeek took over um, as, uh, as GM, took over from Bob Murray, I think before then there was a real hesitation to embrace a deep rebuild. You know, Bob had... A number of years of success, uh, uh, you know, with the franchise. They had a couple of runs that got to the conference finals. They didn't quite take the next step uh, there, and I, and I think he tried to keep that going as long as it could. But you know, the thing with that, and, and as you know, Chris, in in sort of the nature of the NHL, which can be very cyclical, if if you go too far with veterans uh, with you know, players um, who are no longer going to be the ones that were like like they were in the prime whatsoever. If you don't have that and you don't have, um, you know, ready-made replacements uh, coming up through your system that can be impact players whatsoever, that can set the stage for a big fall and big drop-off. And, and that's really what happened. And I think last year's trade deadline, which, as you know, one of the players that, uh, you know, went to Pittsburgh um, with mm-hmm. Ricard Raquel, he, he was one of, four veterans that Pat Verbeek uh, sent out. And I think that that in itself was a big message there that him saying, look, this is going to be a big rebuild. We're going to do this the right way. We're going to build around a new, a newer core of young players, young talented players that we're going to bring up through the system. But this is going to be painful, um, you know, for, for a number of years, it, you know, it, it, but it, it's something that, um, I think in most corners would agree that it had to be done. So is this a rebuild then, if it's still in the early stages, Eric, that is 
really not going to step on the gas until they're, for example, free and clear of an Adam Henrique deal. Uh, or or maybe even, I, I think Ryan Strom has signed much longer into the future. Right. He's got three or four years on his deal. Are those guys part of this? Will they be part of this? Or is this all built around uh, Trevor Zegers and Mason McTavish, uh, the young guys? And really, it's going to be another three or four years before they even hit their stride uh, in this case. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great question, Chris. Um, and and I think you alluded to it. It's this team is going to be built around Trevor Zegers. You know, it's going to be built, um, even though Troy Terry is a little bit older. Uh, you know, in that window there. I mean, he, he's still twenty five. He's it's, it's mm-hmm. not like he's twenty nine approaching thirty and whatsoever. Um, he's going to be part of that. Mason McTavish, you alluded to it. Jamie Drysdale, who's been injured all year, you know, kind of missing a key step in his development, but he's only 20, 21 years old. Um, and then the next, whoever whoever they do draft um, this summer here, uh, you know, you you would assume and you would think, you know, bar, barring they continue a run like they're, they're on right now, right. that takes them out of a, a, a top five uh, draft pick slot. But in this draft whatsoever, you would assume that the player that they will get will also be part of that core. Um, that's who they're going to be building around. So, yeah, you, does Adam Henry, you know, fit into that? Yeah, you don't want to have a team just full of youngsters whatsoever. Um, but a 33-year-old forward that, you know, can be can help a playoff team, um, can be that kind of, uh, you know, supplementary score that, that, that isn't the star of a club, but can certainly help a playoff team and, and, and who's got 19 goals this year. I mean, why not try to see what you can get for him? Because yes, at, by the time this team becomes say really good again, becomes a contender, he's going to be, you know, maybe 35, 36, 37 years old whatsoever. Um, and he's only got one more year left. In. So players like him, players like uh, Jacob Silverberg, um, you know, uh, Ryan Strom, yeah, he's more of like a bridge, but he signed for five years. But he's more of like a bridge to that next contention arc. Um, they're going to look to, you know, the veterans, you know, Jack, John Klingberg, maybe Kevin Shattenkirk, Dmitry Kulikov. Those are the guys that they're going to look to move to see what they can get to add to, uh, you know, their, uh, um, you know, the currency that they're that they've built up thus far. Okay, the million-dollar question for people in Pittsburgh, uh, particularly in my neck of the woods, my neighborhood, because I went to the same high school as him, the high school team that we all know he didn't make. Ridiculous. Or maybe more accurately, the $6.4 million question. Um, will John Gibson remain a part of this rebuild? You know, I, I know some people here in, again, this neck of the woods that pine away for a John Gibson, if only... I could imagine poor Ron Hextall when he takes a look at that cap hit and thinks about what he would have to do to make that happen. But it, what is what? How do the Ducks look at John Gibson first, and then secondly, how do you get a feel that John is looking back at the Ducks, knowing that yes, he's under contract, he's got financial security, but part of that is it's going to be a long uphill battle to get back to contention. You know, if you remember last year. There, there was some rumblings and speculation that he wanted out or whatsoever. He, you know, he, he did um, squash that uh, at the time. He, he denied it with me, uh, uh, you know, whatsoever in terms of, you know, wanting off the Anaheim ship. 
Um, but you can certainly see and certainly understand that if there is a time or, or, or a place where he does want to move on um, and be part of a, a team that's more in a, in a win now phase whatsoever, I, I, I think it would certainly be understandable. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, he needs it, um, especially at you know, his stage of his career. He's a 29 year old. He, he still has a lot of quality net minding in him. Whether or not you want to think or, or, or whatsoever that he's either beyond his prime or, um, you know, or, or, or isn't the quote unquote elite net, net minder that he right. once was, you know, I, I think it's hard to judge with this team because, again, this is a clear rebuild. The, the defense, by and large, is a mess. I mean, he's playing behind, you know, a, a, a team that really isn't. Uh, dedicated to being stingy, <laughs> uh, you know, whatsoever. So uh, you have to look at him closely to see that he still has, I, I think he still has some quality years left in him, ju- you know, judging ju- by the saves that he's still able to make these days. But you alluded to it. It's the contract that, you know, really, you know, sort of, I don't know if it gets in the way of mm-hmm. a deal if if anaheim wants to go that direction or 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 if john himself wants to eventually go that direction but you know to have that 6.4 you know cap hit uh, you know for i think it's four more three or four more years at least mm-hmm. or whatsoever you know if 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 he were in a better situation you know it's a better situation contract wise whatsoever i think it's possible that he would have been moved right now again what he is right now and what they are the ducks are in their evolution it doesn't really match up and and do you really need that type of a goalie for you know a a franchise that's going to be losing for the next two three years or so so um that that's going to it's going to take some real creativity by whoever pittsburgh or or any other team or whatsoever that you know that may be interested um perhaps you know if the cap ever does go up significantly you know, not next year, but maybe the year after whatsoever, um, that may be more of a time where you can see it. But then you've got to hope that if you're looking to deal him, you've got to hope that he can still deliver uh, a high level uh, of net mining at that time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's move about 45 minutes, depending on the traffic, an hour up the road to downtown L.A., as the Pens will do on Saturday when they take on the Kings. Um, It's the only team in playoff position right now, Eric, that has a negative goal differential. I look up and down the roster, and yes, I still see the Anze Kopitars of the world. I still see Drew Doughty. Um, the, the, some of the big names are still there. So you can look at it and go first, first glance. Oh, okay. There's still the Kings, but so many pieces have moved out. You know, Dustin Brown is going to be honored before Saturday night's game. For example. I mean, that's a guy that was key to what they did when they were at their peak. Jeff Carter is now a Pittsburgh penguin coming back for the first time since leaving. Um, 
how have they gotten to this point? How are they on the bubble of the Western Conference playoff picture with a negative goal differential? Yeah, it, it, it is really something. And, and I think you have to point to the net uh, as being a real reason why that's that's the case. Because if you look at the Kings and you look through their roster or whatsoever, they have a number of good things that are going for them. Those franchise beacons that you mentioned, Drew Doughty, Andre Kopitar, they're still playing well. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, may, maybe they're not peak. Dowdy and, and, and Kopitar, but they're still important players for the franchise. And more importantly, they're still playing very well. Kevin Fiala has given them exactly what they were looking for when they traded for him. Um, and, and in Todd McClellan's system um, is, is a pretty sound system in, in, in that, you know, most, the majority of those players are very defensively responsible. You look at some of their underlying metrics um, and, and they're very positive. Uh, you know, in nature, in terms of shot suppression and all that, shot generation and all that, it's the net that 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 you where you see where that negative goal differential. They they just weren't getting enough saves from Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson. That's why Cal Peterson was sent to the minors. That's why Phoenix Copley um, is up with them. And Copley, even though you know the the save percentage um, and some of the advanced metrics aren't you know, eye pop in, in nature, he still has, has gone 15 and three and he gave them some stability at a time where they desperately needed it because um, early on in the year, um, if you recall, they, they, they got into games where they, they were almost like track meets where they were, they would lose nine, eight or lose six, five or, or five, very unking characteristic to what they've been. Um, and it's because they just weren't getting enough saves. Um, that going forward, I think that's still going to be a question mark as to how, you know, what they will do. Can, can Do they still feel like they can, you know, stick with Copley as their lead guy? You know, he, he was in the minors at the start of the year, and, and he's never really been, you know, you could say a, um, a guy you could lean on at the NHL level. Or do they look outside of the organization um, and, and try to bring in someone you know, for this upcoming playoff pitch, because they're right in the thick of things. I mean, right. it, it's a wide open Western conference. Um, and Rob Blake, um, you know, has a big decision to make uh, with regard to his net um, among the other things uh, that he can address on his roster. Well, Eric, I appreciate the insight on both squads uh, that the Pens will be facing this weekend out in Southern California. Appreciate you making the time to do so. And uh, appreciate you, again, uh, listening to the nonsense of Gentilly and I before we got you on the line. But uh, we'll look forward to catching up again. It's it's great that each team gets to go into every other team's barn at least once so that all the Pittsburghers out in Southern California will get to see their Penguins this weekend uh, and that the Western teams get to come east as well. Although our trips out there are probably a little more fun than your trips back here, given the weather. But a little more uh, warmer. A little bit, a little bit. But uh, again, I appreciate it, Eric. Thanks. Your coverage is fantastic as well. Eric Stevens, who covers both the Ducks and the Kings for The Athletic. Thanks for joining us on Fifth Avenue Faceoff. Eric Stevens uh, of The Athletic. Thanks again to Sean Gentilly. Thanks to Eric Tangrady. I don't know. I'm still up in the air as to whether the Colorado win was necessarily a, air quotes again for the third time in this episode, turning point, uh, because I think it all banks on how they handle themselves out in Cali. If they come out of the gates with their hair on fire, intense, looking to bury the Ducks early on Friday night, 
I think you'll see a team that does some damage in California and really starts to put some distance between themselves and, say, the Islanders, who they'll play uh, next week, or even the Sabres and Panthers, who are still on the bubble of that Eastern Conference playoff conversation. But if they come out slow, as they did against Colorado, will they have to go to uh, overtime maybe to beat the Ducks? Will they struggle against the Kings, who may be amped up in a building full of emotion with the Dustin Brown ceremonies? We'll see. Uh, We will talk again on Friday. We will talk to Kayla Canaram, in-arena host for the LA Kings. We'll also talk to Scott Burnside, get a little bit more of a uh, 50,000-foot view on where things are sitting in the league with us getting closer and closer and closer to the NHL trade deadline and whether he thinks Ron Hextall's just bluffing or really has that first-round pick locked away in a safe somewhere uh, as the trade deadline approaches. A great game, getting a win over the Avalanche. We'll see if the Pens can duplicate it out west. I'm Chris Mack. Thanks again for joining us on Fifth Avenue Faceoff.